Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of If These Hills Could Talk. I'm Brando, and I'm so excited this week because I finally have got us a guest. I've been talking for a long time that I wanted to have a guest on the show. Uh, when I first started the podcast with the name If These Hills Could Talk, I wanted to give voice to some of the most interesting characters that I have ever met uh, in these parts. And so that's what we're doing today. I had a dear friend of mine come over that I haven't seen in a long time, and he's sitting here with me at the kitchen table. So without any further ado, we're not going to do no housekeeping, none of that stuff. We're just going to go straight into the show. I want to welcome to the show my friend and yours, Beltline Bobby. Bobby, how are you? Well, I'm doing all right. I don't know how close I need to set to the microphone. Well, if you could get just a little bit closer, I mean, kind of get about right here like that. About right there? Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Well, I don't know why the hell you want me on your podcast or whatever this is called. I don't know why anybody would want to hear me talk, but hell, I just figured I'd come over here and help you out if I could. Well, I appreciate you doing so, man. Uh, it's uh, it's great to see you again. It's been a while. I'm glad you found us okay. You know, did your map bring us over here? Hell, I didn't use no map. Uh, Wanda told me where you lived. I just, I don't have no, I got a little old cell phone, like a little old flip phone, but I don't, got, I don't do none of that modern shit. I ain't on no social medium or no Twitter or nothing like that. Well, you're probably better off for that, Bobby, really. I never did get into it. I don't know why people would, man. I mean, I swear to God, there's people on there. My brother, he's on there all the time arguing with everybody. He gets on there and he starts arguing with people and, uh, and, and people he don't know. And he'll go out there to the damn, you know, Ryan's and take a picture of the meatloaf he eats and shit like that. And puts picture, every time his kid turns around, he's taking a picture. Look at my boy. He's starting kindergarten. Look at my boy. He's riding his bike. I'm like... Ain't nobody gives, I mean, who wants to sit and look at that? I mean, back when I was a kid, you know, you just had your family photo album, you had your pictures in it. Hell, nowadays, everybody's on there just throwing their business around. And people gets on there, I'm told, and argues, thinks tails are dirty laundry, who they're screwing around with. It's just, I want nothing to do with it. That's why I just got my little old flip phone. Wanda said to me, said, hey, Bobby said, you need to get something so I can call you when you run out of the dollar store. I can call you and remind you of it. So she set me up a little flip phone there, and I, and I, you know, I use that when I go to the store. I come home, I throw it down. I don't even use it. You still got a landline, right? Yeah, I'm one of the only people around that still does. I don't, I don't get into this modern shit like you do. But if it'll help you out being on this podcast, I'll, uh, I'll try my best to help you any way I can. Well, I appreciate that, man. And uh, again, thanks for coming over here and uh, sitting with me at the table. Was that your? Was that you mowed the yard out here? Cause you gapped the hell out of it. Well, yeah, I did. That was, uh, well, I mean, did you, is the lawnmower setting off balance or something? Because, I mean, you knocked a damn hellacious spot out of that grass. If your daddy needs that lawnmower fixed, tell him bring it on over to me. I'll take care of that because that looks awful. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. I really do. I'll, I'll have dad bring it over. It's, it's, it's an old mower. We got a bunch of old mowers. Well, hell, tell him to bring them over. That's all I do anymore ever since I retired there. Uh, I just, hell, I just sit around and work on uh, lawnmowers and weed eaters and chainsaw shit like that, you know, and, uh, hell, I, I get plenty of business, but you gotta watch out nowadays, man. You got them damn meth heads and shit running around. God almighty. I had to lock up my shit and lock it up tight, man. Cause them people, they're out there trying to, you know, they'll steal the damn copper wire off anything. Cut the damn catalytic converter off my damn Nissan there a couple of months ago. I'm madder than hell over that. I, I'm still looking for that old boy. I think I know who done it. I ain't going to name his name on here. But he's going to have hell to pay if I find him. Well, I, I don't blame you for that, man. There's, there's a whole lot of that going on. But, uh, you know, when I was when I was growing up, you're a couple years older, man. You went to Middlesboro High School, right? Yeah, I went to Art Middlesboro. That's, uh, you know, that's where I never did go. You went to Bell County, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I went to Bell County. I thought so. No, I 
No, I graduated there at Middlesbrough back, you know, I think it was 90, 91, something like that. Yeah, well, I, I graduated in 98. Okay, I thought you thought you was a little bit younger there and everything. I remember, you know, when you and your buddies started hanging around and everything and uh, growing up and riding your bikes up down the road, I remember seeing you coming up through there. Yeah, we, we did, man. We had a good time. Tell everybody, though, because I know there's a whole lot of people out there that's going to want to know, you know, where the name Beltline Bobby come from. So tell us how you got the name Beltline Bobby. Well, I mean, first of all, Bobby's my real name. I mean, everybody always called me Bobby, obviously. But then uh, I started going up there, you know, Beans Fork, No Town, up there, hanging around with some boys up in there, getting high with them and raising hell and everything back in the day. And they they'd see me coming and say, "Hey, here comes old Beltline. Old Beltline's coming." And so there for the longest time, they called me Beltline. Nobody called me Beltline Bobby. They just called me Beltline. And then uh, you and your boys started hanging around, buddy, started coming around, hanging out with us and everything. And you're the ones that started calling me Beltline, Bobby. I mean, you're the one that kind of hooked it together there, and it just kind of stuck after that. <laughs> so wait, so I'm the one that actually came up with Beltline, Bobby? Well, you're the, you're the one that put it together. I mean, you're the one that hooked the two names together there and everything. And uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what people refer to. But see, I don't, I don't, you didn't tell my name on here, did you? I don't want people knocking on my door. No, you ain't got to worry. I didn't tell your name. Okay, I, I really didn't. Um, I just thank you for sitting down with me, man. It's, it's going to be a fun time, fun conversation. You grew up in Middlesboro, home of Lee Majors. What was that like? Home of Lee Majors. Well, first of all, his name's Harvey Yeary. And I don't know if you know what that son of a bitch done, but he went on that damn Johnny Carson show back in the day. And when I asked him where he was from, I said, you're from Kentucky, right? He said, yeah, I'm from Lexington. Hell, he didn't even claim us, man. I told Wanda, I said, if he ain't going to claim us, I need to go out there past the Dairy Queen there and yank that damn sign down that says Home of Lee Majors. And they need to call that something else. I mean, they, they need to call that Brando's Field or somebody else. I mean, hell, at least you claim who claim us over here. You know, you write songs about us at least. Call it Brando's Field because hell, Lee Majors, old Harvey Yeary, they don't deserve no field named after him. They can't even, you know, claim us. <laughs> I didn't realize he did that. Hell yeah, he did. You know, my mommy and his mommy is good friends, man. And uh, I used to watch that $6 million man back in the day. But after he done that, after he wouldn't claim Millsboro, I didn't have nothing left for him. <laughs> well, I didn't know he did that. Did you? So your mom and his mom was good friends, right? Yeah, they, they, they hung out together and everything. Did you ever meet Lee Majors? No, hell, I never did meet him. But now I heard stories. They said he used to come out there at the, at the country club out there and he used to bring old Gomer Pyle with him. And Gomer Pyle and uh, Lee Majors, they'd all come out there and party down out there at the country club. <laughs> really? I mean, no shit. Yeah, I'm not shitting you, man. They said they, they used to come out there and hang out a lot there years ago. <laughs> I had no idea, man. That's 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 pretty cool. You know, one time I was sitting on a a, a Conley's parking lot. You ever eat at Conley's? Hey, I man, I still eat at Conley's every damn day. Nearly, I go out there and get the footlong. <laughs> they got the best footlongs around, man. I, I, I love those. Oh, me too. I always got. I just get the footlong and the double. You know, the cheeseburger there with no onion on it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite places ever. Who'd you see out there? Well, I, I was actually. I don't know that I saw him. But I was sitting there one day, and I looked over, and I seen a dude who looked exactly like Charlie Pride. And I wanted to go over and say something. You didn't say nothing? You thought it was him? You didn't say nothing? Well, no, I didn't want to just walk up to some random dude like, hey, he's Charlie Pride. Well, hell, I would have. I'd ask him, because that's one of my favorite singers right there. Charlie Pride and Conway Twitty is my two all-time favorite country singers. Oh, God. Did you really say... You like Conway Twitty? I know. I know. I've heard all about you got your little beef with him. You don't like him and all this stuff. I'm going to tell you something right now. Conway Twitty is one of the best country singers of this world I've ever seen. And I don't know why in the hell you don't like him. 
Well, it's not that I don't like him. I mean, I will give you this, Bobby. The dude has got an incredible voice, but he's just a perv. I mean, every song he's got is about wanting to take advantage of some inexperienced girl. It's kind of creepy. You know, he wants to, you know, I can tell you've never been this far before. And, you know, I can tell you've not been inside a bar before. And I just want to lay, lay you down and softly whisper. It's, it's kind of creepy, man. I just really don't get into it. Well, you might not get into it, but I swear to God, my mamma loved him. And that's why I got into him because mamma was playing him around the house all the time. And I'll tell you what, you might have you might have went over and partied down at that Mustang a lot. But I just swear to God, old Conway Twitty dropped more panties in five minutes than you did in five years in that place. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, 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 I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did, but uh, I, I never claimed to be the Conway Twitty of Tazewell. Well, you, you ain't, for first of all. I mean, I like you and everything. You're a good dude. You got you know, you know got some good songs. Some of them's all right. I like, that there, uh, I like that last train from Harlan, that Mary Helen's Gold. That's about my two favorite ones you do. Really? Yeah, I like him too. Both of them, you know, that, that just that reminds me of uh, growing up around here in these parts. So, so that's your favorite Brando songs? Yeah, that's my favorite too, out there, last train from Harlan and uh, – that there Mary Helen's gold and everything. Well, that's that's cool, man. You know, a lot of people, you know, usually people hollers for three dollar wine after play it all the time. Well, man, that one right there, I don't know why in the hell you had to say that. I mean, good lord, man. I mean, you had to expose old girl like that. I mean, calling her a whore and telling everybody she's out there doing pills and shit. I mean, Conway didn't have to do that shit, Brando, and I don't know why the hell you do it. Well, <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, I mean, it's just, you know, I guess different influence, but uh, it's a true story. Well, some true stories don't need to be told. Now, I mean, how do you think her mommy felt when she heard that? I mean, good Lord, you got to think about stuff like that, man. That girl's mommy hears a song like that, or her daddy. Imagine her daddy hears that, and she'd been writing bad checks for oral sex and all that. I mean, good Lord, you threw her under the damn bus, didn't you? Well, yeah, I, I did. I, I kind of threw her under the bus and everything, but uh, that was actually, you know, Gary Lee wrote more. Well, yeah, blame it on old Gary Lee. You and him both, man, are also full of shit. I used to say, hey, uh, did you write that song, $3 Wine? He'd say, hell no, Brandon done it. Then I'd walk up to you and say, did you write that song? You'd say, hell no, Gary done it. You boys just got together and buried that old girl, man. They wasn't no sense in that. Well, at least we wasn't creeping on her. I mean, at least we wasn't trying to, you know, get inside her tight-fitting jeans when she was 10. Oh, that's right. Now, listen, Conway was not that way, okay? And I'm telling you right now, you need to, you just need to stop talking about Conway because he's one of my all-time favorites, and he didn't have to resort to talking about lower sets and oral sex to get a, get, to get a song over. Well... <laughs> We'll just have to disagree. At least you like Mary Helen's Gold. I mean, at least I do. That's a damn good song. You need to write more like that. And I like that one. Uh, that one there you sang about your daddy. That time he tried to outrun the law. You told me that story. Now I like that one. Because uh, I hell, I, I drove up through there a lot, man. I used to try to go up there and make that curve too. And hell, you will kill yourself trying to make that damn thing. I know I, it's a wonder they didn't kill themselves. But now you didn't. Again, you had to go say, you know, you had to go call the damn girl a whore, and then had to talk about old Jimmy pooping his pants. And I don't know why in the hell you had to do that shit. Well, I mean, that's just my stuff. Conway Twitty never had to talk about nobody pooping their pants. Well, no, because he was too busy trying to get in their pants. Well, I mean, good lord. I mean, we'll just have to dis agree to disagree here. I'm just, uh, you know, I love your music, love a couple of your songs, but you need to get rid of the potty mouth on some of it. I think you go a lot further. I mean, you open up that album, Dark Side of the Mountain, right out of the gate, and you start singing about zombies and singing about Percocet, Lorset, and shitting in the house, which now it is a funny song. I'll give you that one. That's pretty damn funny. But then you go in that Praise the Lord and Pass Pills, you realize the people in this town, you pissed off singing a song like that, and that was the first half of your damn album. So most people already tuned out. Most people wouldn't you buddy like me. At least I hung around to hear Mary Helen's Gold. And that Mackie Ben, that's a good song. I like that one. 
But hell, most people, Brando, probably tuned out in the first couple of minutes when you start talking about people borrowing piss and all this stuff. Well, <laughs> again, that's just you know, that's just my style, man. It's just, it's just the, it's the dark side of the mountain. I know, and you didn't need to go around telling people about it, man. We got people borrowing piss. That's embarrassing. I mean, I don't need to tell people that shit. Well, you know, I got a lot of hate mail over that song. Well, I'd say you did. I mean, good Lord, talking about the poor old girl ain't got a tooth in her head. I mean, look, we know she ain't got no teeth, okay? But you didn't have to go out there and tell everybody about it. <laughs> I know. I really, you know, that's just, again, that's just the, that's just the style of, uh, I, I guess you can just blame it on David Allen Coe. I, I don't know. Well, I never did like him either. That guy's a damn pervert, and he's a prick, man. I heard he's a true son of a bitch. Well, I, I mean, he may be, for all I know. No, a buddy of mine worked security down there, and he said that was the biggest asshole he ever met in his life. Really? He, he was. That's what they told me. He said that old David Allen Coe said he just got up there and started complaining and bashing Johnny Paycheck. He pissed off at Paycheck for something or other. Well, I'll tell you what he's pissed off at Paycheck about. Paycheck went on a TV show and asked him who wrote Take This Job and Shove It. He just said some dude in Nashville and didn't say his name. Well, hell, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to be associated with that dude either. I mean, hell, take the only damn good song he's got and run with it, our Paycheck. But, uh, hell, I wouldn't have said it if I knew him either. Well, <laughs> shit. You know, uh, that's funny, man. So you so you like Johnny Paycheck, but you don't like David Allen Coe. I love Johnny Paycheck. He's one of my favorites. Like I said, Charlie Pride, uh, Conway Twitty, uh, Johnny Paycheck, M3 right there. Now, you just can't really get no better than that. What about Waylon Jennings? Waylon's all right. I always thought, though, uh, to me, Waylon's a little bit more rock and roll than he is country. I mean, you know, Waylon's got that Buddy Holly thing going on there. And uh, I always thought he was more of a rock and roll singer, really. But now he did have some good ones. I like that. Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up To Be Cowboys and that Luke and Bach, Texas, Back to Basics Love. That's about my two favorite ones Waylon did. But, no, I love Paycheck. When he sings that old violin, buddy, it reminds me of my daddy. My daddy used to sit and listen to old violin all the time. And uh, just a tear dropped down his eye. And, I think about that, man. I think about Paycheck singing that, and I get the damn cold chills. Well, yeah, man. Um, Paycheck was awesome. What you think about Vern Gosden? Man, I swear to God, I never did like Vern Gosden. Really? You, no. I, I mean, God almighty. I mean, you sit and listen to that guy very long, and you will want to jump off of a damn cliff, Brando. Oh, good Lord, he depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> well, I mean, he does have some sad songs, but they call Vern Gosden the voice. He ain't the voice. I'll tell you who the voice is. The voice is damn George Jones. George Jones, like Waylon says in that song, if we all sing like we wanted to, we'd all sound like George Jones. That's the damn truth. I'm telling you right now, Vern Gosden is not a pimple on George Jones' ass. I'll just tell you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I guess you're right, man. It's a George, George Jones is a hard guy to beat. I'll tell you what, if, if George Jones lived at Graceland, Vern Gosden would live in the trailer out back, okay? <laughs> Shit. Man, that that's that's horrible, Bobby. It's a damn truth, every bit of it. You can't you can't say I'm a lying. <laughs> well, I will never ever look at Vern Gosden the same ever again. But you know what's funny is the last time I saw you, I really tried to turn you on to some modern music. And I tried to tell you, man, there's a really good music scene going on around here, you know. I tried to get you to go out to some of the shows. Did you ever make it out? To any of the shows that they did around here? Well, yeah, I went down there on the corner down there, uh, the Levitt, whatever they call it. I went down there. There's a bunch of old bearded boys singing about heroin and shit like that. I mean, I didn't know none of them, man. I didn't recognize none of their names, didn't know who none of them people were. Well, 
these are some of the, I mean, some of the best Americana, you know, underground riders and pickers that there are, Bobby. I mean, that's, that, that's what's, that's what's kind of going right now. Well, I didn't know none. I'd never heard of a damn one of them just up there singing about heroin and, uh, you know, shit like that. And singing about cut. I mean, I swear to God, they had one old boy up there look like a cross between Charles Manson and Jesus. And I swear, buddy, I was wanting to cut my wrist. I said, I just got to get the hell out of here. You talking about Arlo McKinley? I don't know what his damn name was. Just had long black hair. Looked like Jesus, kind of like if Jesus and Charles Manson got together and had a baby or something like that. He's up there singing something about a bag of pills or some shit like you. That same old shit you sang about the pills and everything. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean uh, I, that probably was Arlo McKinley. I gave you that, that. I gave you a copy of that CD. Did you not? Did you not like it? I mean, hell, he's got some good songs and everything, but somebody needs to do a wellness check on that boy. I mean, he sounds like he's about ready to cut his wrist. And I, after about two or three songs, I said, I can't, I can't take it no more. I mean, you think Vern Gosden's bad. You listen to that boy right there, and you won't, you won't be able to sleep for a week over after you get done listening to him. <laughs> well, what about, what about Tyler Childers? I mean, I tried my best to get you into Tyler. I played you a bunch of his songs. What did you think of Tyler? Now I like that boy. I like him a lot better than that other one there. I didn't ever did never did care for some of them he served me, but that uh, Tyler, you know, he's got that song. Uh, my favorite one he's got there is that one called "A Feathered Indian." I, I really like that one. But I tell you, there's one thing about that song I just never have understood. I don't understand what the hell's wrong with that boy. <laughs> what, 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 what's what's wrong with feathered Indians? Well, he says that he left. A, she's got a. Pran pran on a belt buckle on the inside of her thigh. How the hell did his belt buckle get on the inside of her thigh? What kind of scissor hole did that boy have her? What kind of scissor hole did that girl have her in? Well, I don't know. I, I never thought about it. Well, she had to have him in some kind of scissor hole or some shit. He's turned sideways or something. He wouldn't even get in there straight if, her, if the imprint was there on the inside of her thigh. <laughs> Dude, I, I never I never thought of that. But I mean he says we tussle through the night. Well I know, but to leave an imprint on the inside of your thigh, you'd have to stay there for quite a while. I mean you don't just get that from rolling around a time or two. He had to kinda lay there on it for a while. Well he probably did. So you like that one. I, I always kinda like nose on the grindstones. You like that one? Well, of course you would like that when that's another one where he talks about pills. I just don't like it when people talk about pills. I mean, pills are bad enough. I mean, pills has wrecked a whole lot of people. You know what I'm saying? You just quit. I like uh, I like Feathered Indian, and I like that Charleston girl. That's that's a good one there. Uh, uh, Charleston girl. Yeah, Tyler Childers is okay. I don't I don't mind him as bad, but I don't I don't really care for that there Chris Stapleton. You tried to get me into him, I just couldn't do it, buddy. Really? You couldn't get into Chris Stapleton. Buddy, I don't, I mean, you know, he, he had a few good songs there. You played me him doing some of that bluegrass music. That one song he had about where the rainbows never die, that, that one kind of made me cry a little bit there. But the rest of them, you know, he's up there. He'll take one damn word, like the word cry, and he'll turn it into like six syllables. Just start going cry, yeah, 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 yeah. For like 10 minutes. I'm like, God almighty, buddy. I mean, people's like, oh, God, I could sing a phone book. And I'm like, well, I know, but who want to hear it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny to me. I mean, because people are absolutely batshit over Chris Stapleton. I tried for years to get people into him, man, and I could not get people into him. And then he hits big, and now everybody loves him. Well, I did. I like some of that stuff you played me. Like I said, that Rainbows Never Die. It's a damn good song. And that there, uh, what's that one where he says, talking about the angels on his shoulder? The one there, well, I don't know, uh, the reckless side of me. Yeah, that one there. 
It's pretty good and everything, but once he once he went to Nashville and sung with Justin Timberlake, I just I just didn't have nothing left for him really. That Tyler Childers is probably the best one out of all of them you played for me, but I wish he'd stop talking about sniffing cocaine and stuff like that too. Just get down to singing some decent, honest, clean country music. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> you call Conway like decent, clean, honest country music. I mean, he's always talking about a red neck, neck and love making night, wouldn't he? Well, Conway can get away with it. I mean, Conway's one of the few who can get away with shit like that. But these boys today, I swear, I mean, if they want to have music around here, I don't see why in the world they don't get somebody, you know, like Tracy Lawrence or or, or somebody like Wade Hayes or somebody like that. I mean, somebody we know. I mean, I'm just saying, I ain't got nothing against them people, but you go down there and they're like, oh, here he is, best songwriter in, in the world. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm sitting there thinking Merle Haggard's going to walk out on stage and then some little Charles Manson-looking dude comes out, looks like he ain't took a bath in two weeks. And sang some song, and everybody just sits there like in there in awe of him or something. And I'm like, my God, they, they never heard Haggard, did they? Well, I'm sure they heard Haggard, man. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. We, it's you know, the music today. We don't we don't you know hate on the old music. We, the old music's what inspired us. Well, it needs to inspire them to do better because I swear a lot of that stuff you try to turn me on to. Some of it's real good, and some of it I wouldn't walk into my driveway. Especially that last show I went down there and watched. They just some boy stood up there like he hadn't bath in six weeks and. He's up there singing a bunch of songs, and everybody's just sitting there oohing and on. And I just, I just did not get it. I, I didn't go, and I ain't been back. If I'd have somebody out there, you know, maybe you could bring, uh, hell, oh, Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie died, didn't he? Yeah, Joe, Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie died. Well, uh, if, you know, somebody like in that ballpark is what I'm trying to say, like Aaron Tippin or somebody. But if they bring Aaron Tippin and Aaron Tippin, like Levitt Theater, you won't be able to get up Cumberland Avenue. But they keep bringing these damn hipsters or whatever you want to call them out there. Drinking their damn craft beer and puffing on their damn cherry vapors ain't ain't gonna do that. I'm telling you what, Brando, I need to get Aaron Tippin. That'd be the perfect one. Get Aaron Tippin down there to live it, and that place would blow up. I swear to God, you you they'd be they'd be lined all the way to Colonel Sanders down there. They, they probably would be, but you know there's there's a whole lot of music that I that I've tried to you know get you into over the years, and uh, and again you know we we have we have different tastes on the music, but uh, you know. Uh, I remember growing up when I first met you, you know, you, you, you turned me on to a lot of good music. I mean, you, you really did. There was a whole lot of stuff that, uh, I hadn't heard. I mean, and you know, you've talked a whole lot about country music, but it was you that turned me on to the guess who I don't know. I remember that because you thought the guess who was the who I did. I did think that the guess who was the who I thought it was one of those things where like, maybe they were called the guess who forever. And then somebody just kind of shortened it to the who no hell no. The guess who now they had Burton Cummins. That's probably the best rock and roll singer ever. Ever, I swear to God, like uh, people likes that they're Paul Rogers. I, I wouldn't walk into my driveway to watch Paul Rogers. But really, you don't like Paul Rogers? No, I mean he's not. He's overrated. I mean he's not bad. He's got a couple of good songs, but he's over. He ain't no Burton Cummins. I'm telling you what, you listen to Burton Cummins sing these eyes, and old Paul Rogers couldn't carry his microphone uh, two steps with that. I mean that that is some damn good singing right there. And when he does that there, you know, no sugar tonight, my coffee, no sugar tonight, my tea. I'm telling you what. Paul, uh, Paul Rogers, I mean, he. how many times is he going to write about love? I mean, good Lord, he can't get enough of you love. He feels like making love. He's ready for love. We get it. You want you want to make some love, whatever. But if he if he could sing like Burton Cummins, I think he'd have went a lot farther in life. <laughs> I don't know about that, Bobby. I think, I really think that um, Paul Rogers is probably more popular than than Burton Cummings. Well, ain't it you that says more popular don't necessarily mean better? Ain't you the one just sit here and say it to these people? Well, yeah, I did. I mean, you got me there. I did. Okay. 
But, you know, I love Burton Cummings. I, and thank you so much for turning me on to the guess who, because I had no idea who they were. Well, I'll tell you what, then that Lenny Kravitz, you know, he tried to come out there and do that American woman, which he didn't do a bad job on. But that original one, man, that original, you know, Burton Cummings singing that, buddy, that is, that is the, he's, in my mind, he's the best rock and roll singer of all time. I mean, I put him up far above anybody. Really? You put him above Ronnie Van Zant? Well, now, as a singer, I would. Uh, Ronnie Van Zant definitely had the better songs of the two. I mean, Ronnie Van Zant was the better songwriter. But now, voice, hell, I'd put Burton Cummins over Ronnie Van Zant or any of them. What about Greg Allman? I never really got into the Allman Brothers. I, they just never really was my cup of tea. Really? You didn't like the Allman Brothers? No, I, I never really got into them too big. Um, they had, I liked that Dickie Betts a lot better. I liked when he done that there, Lord, I Was Born Rambling Man. I liked that song a whole lot. Uh, that one there, and there's, there's nothing they had there. I can't remember uh, what the name of it was. Oh, Dickie Betts. I never really cared for Greg Allman. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Greg Allman is probably my favorite singer of all time. He's he's, he's definitely my top three. You put him over Burton Cummins? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'd put him over Burton Cummins. I mean, I I, I mean Bert, Burton Cummins might be a real solid number too, but man, no. Uh, uh, Greg Allman is uh, is king shit in my mind. Well, now I mean he he's got a good voice. I just never really cared. I mean, the only song he ever had, I really that Greg Allman song. Uh, I liked that there. I'm no angel. I mean that there was a good song. But uh, Dickie Betts had that one. Uh, Lord, I cannot think of the name of it now. It was something about. Well, he had that Lord I was born a rambling man. And then later on, he came out with some song. Um, well, I can't remember the name of it. It come out later. It had that there dude uh, Warren Haynes playing the guitar on it. You ain't talking about Soul Shine, are you? No, I ain't talking about Soul Shine. Uh, it's not Soul Shine. It was before that. Um, you talking about Seven Turns? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's seven Turns on the Highway. I swear, I think that's one of the best songs. Dickie Betts, to me, he was the Almond Brothers. If I was going to listen to him, I'd much rather hear Dickie Betts any day of the week. But uh, no, I, I, you know, uh, I love to guess who. And I, and I, love, I love the who, too. I mean, the who was all right. Uh, but, you know, I love the Stones. I never did really get into the Beatles too big. Uh, I like some of McCartney's solo work, but I never really got into the Beatles as a band. You know, I thought that was kind of a bunch of little drama queens, really. Oh, Wanda was in there the other day trying to watch that damn documentary. Uh, I don't know what the hell it was called. It was sitting around, you know, trying to figure out what to say in their song, and, you know, I'm like, my God. I mean, it took them forever to write something like Get Back. I wrote it three or four times. I'm like, God, am I? I fell asleep two or three times during that damn thing. <laughs> well, that that was a damn good documentary, Bobby. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, you would. I mean, if you like, if you, now look, if you like the Beatles, then yeah, that would be a good uh, thing to watch. But it was a snooze fest to me. I fell asleep two or three times. Every time she put it on, I said, oh, God, mighty. And that Paul McCartney, I mean, God, I liked his solo work. But I told Wanda, I said, man, he whined constantly. I mean, if I'd have been George Harrison, I, I, well, that time when he left there, he should have just stayed gone. I mean, God, my, listening to John Lennon and Paul McCartney, and old Ringo Starr, he just sitting back there. He just getting high. You can tell that boy's higher than hell just sitting there watching. That guy had the best job in the world. I mean, he wasn't nowhere near the drummer that Charlie Watts was. You know, nowhere close. You don't think so? No, hell no. Ringo, they, they one time asked Paul McCartney or one of them there, they said, you know, is Ringo the best drummer in the world? And they said, he ain't even the best drummer in the Beatles. Well, <laughs> I mean, but you're right. He had a hell of a job, man. Just can you imagine just sitting back and Lennon and McCartney writing the songs? Well, I mean, I like some, like I said, I like some of McCartney's songs. I never really got into John Lennon that too much. I never really cared for his stuff. But Harrison, 
after watching that documentary, I felt sorry for George Harrison. I, I was like, God almighty, he's over there writing good songs. They're over there wanting to sing old Chuck Berry covers and shit. That's all I think he was jealous of him, really, if truth be told. I mean, he had, he was marrying the damn Layla her at one point. I mean, that's probably, I mean, when you're, I mean, he's the only Beatle managed to get a good looking woman. Did you ever pay attention to that? <laughs> really? Well, he did. He got Patty Boyd there. It's one that Eric Clapton stole from him, one to call Layla. I mean, that woman was hotter than hell, but I mean, good Lord, put her next to Yoko Ono. God almighty. Well, I mean, yeah, when you say it like that, I mean, I mean, he was. He's the only Beatle ever got a decent looking woman. And I'm sorry, Aunt Linda McCartney, I mean, she seemed like a nice enough person, took a bunch of pictures and stuff, but man, I mean, I, you put her, she, well, she wouldn't know Patty Boyd. Well, I mean, no. I don't think they was jealous of George because he, he wrote good songs, you know, and he had the best looking woman. I mean, if I, if I was John Lennon standing there, and and I knew he was getting Patty Boyd and I was getting Yoko Ono. I'd probably want to sing a Chuck Berry song too and shut him up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, yeah, man. See, this, this is why I wanted you on the show because I know right now people are laughing their ass off. But I started to say, tell them where they can find you, but you don't want me to tell them where they can find you. Hell no, I don't want a bunch of people knocking on my damn door. Now, listen. I don't do that social medium. I don't get on there and do that bullshit. I never have, never will. I don't want no, I, you know, I got me a little flip phone. You know, Wanda told me, said, hey, you know, Bobby, I need to get a hold of you when you go down to the dollar store there. I need to be able to call you. So I got a little flip phone, but that's it. I don't want to be on there. I'm not on Facebook or the, the tweeting and all that. You know, I, I don't do none of that stuff, and I, I, don't, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. So I don't want nobody knowing where I'm at. You know, I'm just up there trying to make an honest living. Uh, if anybody needs their weed eater, chainsaw, lawnmower, whatever in the hell. If they need it worked on, they can bring it to you and you can bring it to me. But I just don't want a bunch of people I don't know coming up there to my house. I mean, if, if I know them, if they know who I am, like your cousin Jesse here, if Jesse needs his chainsaw worked on or Denver or one of them, if they need something worked on, or Jared, Chad, if they need something worked on, just they can bring it on up or I know who they are. But I don't want you sending some random stranger, especially a bunch of weirdos you hang out with, I don't want doing my old Charles Manson looking boy coming up mean. I'm not, I wouldn't fix a chainsaw for him. Really, <laughs> you wouldn't fix a chainsaw for Arlo McKinley. Hell no, he's liable to go helter skelter on people, buddy. I'm telling you what, that, that boy right there ain't right in the head. I mean, he up there called. He called Jesus Christ a liar. Did you hear that? Right in front of God and everybody. They give you hell over your songs, and they let that boy say that. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. He got up there and said, you know, oh, Jesus, I think you're a liar. I was like, oh, my God. And they wouldn't let you sing Zombie Town. Well, I think it's because he kind of slipped that in on them, you know. And also because he's not from around here. Where is he from? I think he's from Cincinnati. Oh, that figures. That fucking figures. That, that's how it goes, buddy. I mean, somebody comes from my fucking Cincinnati, Ohio, and, you know, comes down here and starts singing about calling Jesus a liar. I'm not one bit shocked. That probably ain't even his real name. Well, actually, it ain't. So, yeah, I knew it wouldn't. I knew first time I ever heard that, I said, ain't no way in the world some mommy in 1990 named her kid Arlo. Ain't no way. At it. I knew. I knew. I bet his name's something like, you know, Trevor or Kevin or something like that, ain't it? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but uh, his, his real name, I think, is Tim Carr. Well, that figures. I, I, that, that's a lot more fitting. You know, then, then I knew, I mean, you know, the minute he, he said, he, he, so I was like, hell no, a, a boy, 25-year-old, his mom, he didn't name him Marlo. I knew better than that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, you know, I think he's got a good voice, man. I mean, he's not necessarily 
my favorite, but I think I think he's a good writer, and I think that he's he's got some good songs. Well, I don't really get into him. That uh, that there Tyler, I like him, and that other boy up there from uh, one up there from Jackson or wherever. Now that boy there done some hellacious bluegrass. Oh, Sturgill, yeah, God, that there cutting grass. I I listen that and I listen that all the time. I mean that right there. That's some good old down home Kentucky music right there. I mean I love that. When he when he goes in that stuff, I love it. I mean some of them other albums of his, I really didn't get into at all. Like that one he done where he had that Japanese cartoon on there with him, I couldn't get, I could not. I was like, God, oh, what's he doing? And then he come out with some real good bluegrass, you know. And uh, I like it. I like a lot of his songs there. I mean, really do. What? Oh wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You want to give me and Arlo McKinley and Tyler Childers shit for talking about pills? Do you realize what Sturgill's talking about and Turtles all the way down the line? Hell yeah, I know what he's talking about. I used to do that shit all the time. I ain't got nothing against that. Oh, really? You ain't, you ain't got nothing against No, I don't have nothing against little little shrooming. I mean, hell, you know, I used to, you know, I ain't got nothing against smoking grass or taking a little trip. I mean, I used to do that stuff all the time. But that's why we used to go up there at Baines Fork all the time and go up there and run up a ridge and stuff up there. We'd go plumb up our top of the mountain, you know, and, and trip like hell. I don't know. I know what he's talking about. You know, hell, I seen Jesus play with the flame and the lake of fire a couple of times myself. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, I, you know, I never would have guessed it. I just, I, I'm not against what the good Lord gives us. Okay, I'm not against a little grass. I'm not against a you know, little little shroom in there taking a trip, you know, and stuff like that. I, I mean, the Lord put that stuff here. But that old stuff you making up in your bathtub and singing about and then going out here and throwing these girls under the bus, I mean, that's embarrassing to their mommy. That's all I'm saying. I mean, can you imagine if that was your daughter and somebody wrote a song like that about her, how would you feel? <clears throat> well, when you put it that way, Bobby, you know, I'm still going to sing it. Well, of course you are. You're going to sing it, but I'm just saying it, it, it's one of them songs that I was like, God almighty. But when, you know, when you want to write a song, you can. And I, I mean, I, I consider you a friend and uh, you, you're a much better guitar player than you ever was a singer. I'll just tell you to face that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. No, I never really, you know, I never really thought I was a singer. I never did either, really. I mean, you do you do some pretty good stuff. I mean, I always thought you'd done some Waylon songs, Justice, but, you know, I never did. You used to talk about you got it nominated for the best singer, and I was like, God, well, I guess you are in one way. Well, I didn't really want that award, honestly. You know, when they, I mean, it was it was it was a it was an absolute honor to be. You're talking about the Appy Awards, and that that was an absolute honor to be nominated for that. But uh, you know, I never considered myself the best singer either. You know, I, I really didn't. Uh, there was a whole lot of uh, singers. The guy that won it, Cole Chaney. Um, you know, I think that uh, he was well deserving of that, and I was so glad to see him win it. I ain't never got around to listening to him. He, you told me about him, Mary, but I just figured he's another one of them boys going to sing about pills and sing about drugging and, you know, sing about slitting his wrist while he's standing there smoking a cherry vapor. I just don't get into that, you know, a lot of that stuff. But now that's, that there Sturgill boy, that, that one right there, when he does bluegrass, I don't want to hear him do that other shit I, at, where he's got that Japanese cartoon. I don't want to hear that. But when he gets on the damn uh, – Bluegrass, I mean, he nails it to the wild, but he really does. Well, he does, man. And um, so, yeah, so people can't people can't find you necessarily. But uh, you know, if 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 they need their weed eaters or, or chainsaws, you need other work, right? Hell yeah, I need all the work I can get, man. The damn prices, everything's high, and the gas is so damn high. I'm just out here struggling to get by best way I can. So if you if you know if anybody needs their chainsaws or stuff worked on, you can send them my way. But uh, you know, well, don't send them my way. You you can if I know them, send them my way. If I don't know them, don't don't even send them up through there. Don't don't let them know where I'm at. I don't want my front yard turned into a bunch of hippies, you know, wanting shit. I just 
you know, well, I won't, I wouldn't do that to you, Bobby. You know, I, I, I like I said, I will send people that know you to you for the one. I'll get it. I'll get their chainsaw. I'll bring it to you. Drop it off. Well, I really would appreciate it. I don't know if this is enough uh, for your podcast or whatever it is you're doing. I mean, how in the hell do people even listen? Can can Wanda get this on the radio or if she tunes it in? <laughs> no, no, this this isn't a uh, radio. It's a podcast. You, you don't even know what that is, do you? No, I don't know what a podcast is. I have no idea. Well, basically, what it is, it's just like a recorded show, and then you put it out there, and people can listen to it on Spotify and you know iTunes and. Uh, Stitcher and stuff like that. Well, I don't know nothing about none of that. I mean, if you, uh, you know, if, if it's out there, I'll tell one to look for. It. She gets into that. You know, she she's got the damn iPhone, sits there, and you know, takes pictures of her garden and her flowers and puts it on there, stuff like that. I told her, I said, you can do it. Just don't tell them about me. Don't put, don't take no pictures of my chainsaws because I don't need these damn meth heads breaking in my damn shit out there and getting my shit. I told one, I said, if you want to take a picture of the flower bed, take a picture of the flower bed, but don't. Don't take a big wide angle picture. I don't want people figuring out where I'm at. I mean, good Lord, I got some really expensive chainsaws, real good weed eaters, and I don't need some meth head breaking in there and still people listening to you and that old boy. I don't need them breaking in on me. <laughs> well, <laughs> then I won't send people like that your way. But people that do need their chainsaws worked on, I'll be uh, more than glad to send them your way. Well, I really would appreciate it. And I tell you, Daddy, bring in, bring in mowers over. I'll get them up and running for him. Uh, you, you, I see you got some goats out here. Hey, like them goats, sir. I like them, man. I, I really do. Uh, they're about my favorite. You know, I, I got the three goats and the two dogs, and uh, I like the goats better than the dogs, honestly. I do too. I mean, I, I had, I had some there for a while. I had to get rid of them, but uh, I, I tell you what, I, well, I lost a couple of them and I had to get rid of one, but. Uh, I like them a lot. They're they're real good. I keep the grass picked down for you real good there. And that fence roll there, they'll clean that up real good. Yeah, they do. They 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 kill the fence roll. And if you look out here, what's funny, Bobby, if you'll look when you back out right here, there's like and it looks like that, you know, it's the same grass inside, but they stick their their head out and they eat the grass that's on the other side of the fence, which looks like I weeded it, but I didn't. That's them. They stick their head out and they they weed eat for me. Well, I mean, what they say there, the grass is always greener on the other side. That's probably what they're thinking. They're eating the same damn shit they're True, they are. But, uh, man, I tell you what, it's been a great time. We can sit here and talk as long as you want to, but uh, if you're ready to go, I really just want a cigarette, really. I, I, can I, you know, I'll step outside and smoke a minute. Well, I tell you what. It's been a great time, and I would love to have you back here on the show uh, sometime if you ever want to come back, because I really have a feeling that people are going to love hearing you talk. Well, I don't know why Wanda tells me to shut up all the time. Well, tell Wanda that we love you, and we think you're hilarious, and we love your stories, and we love your takes on things, and we definitely want to have you back here on an episode of uh, – if these hills could talk, would you like to come back and see us sometime, Bobby? Uh, yeah, I mean, hell, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know why anybody want to see it there, but, uh, you just, uh, you tell me when to come over. I really enjoyed coming over and hanging out with you, man. Uh, you know, everything. So yeah, if you ever want me to come back and talk, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know what we accomplished today really, but if it helps you out, uh, with your podcast, your music, whatever the hell, then, uh, hell, it was a good time coming in here and sitting down talking with you anyway. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, so thanks so much for uh, for being here. Buddy, I appreciate you. Is it all you need me to do just to turn this thing off? or to... No, you don't have to bother it. That's, that's cool. I'll get it turned off. But anyway, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, thanks, Bobby. Buddy, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. If you guys enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Leave us a star rating. 
Let us know what you thought about it because uh, we would love to hear from you. And Bobby would love to hear from you. Oh, we'll hear from none of them, honestly. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, this might really help, Bobby. You might be a big hit. Well, if I am, I'll, I'll come back and talk. And if I'm not, we don't have to do it. I, don't, I mean, like I said, uh, you can come over anytime you want to. I just sit there on the screen in ports and listen to the real country music. You can come on over and listen to me with, listen to it with me if you want to. All right. Well, that sounds good. But again, if you guys uh, could do that, it, it helps to get uh, the uh, the podcast out there to more people. If you'll like it, review it, let us know what you thought about Line Bobby, and. Uh, I'll be back here next week. Uh, next week, I am going to uh, – I'm eventually going to get around to the book of Job, and I'm hoping maybe I can do that by then. Reading the Bible on here? Yeah, I, I do. Oh, God. I, I, I will tell you what. I've talked about the Bible before with you, and if you're, bra- if you're breaking down Bible verses, you're sending people straight to hell, I'll tell you that. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you say some pretty far-out shit. I ain't perfect, and I ain't, I'm, I'm not no you know, perfect person or nothing by no means. And I, I don't claim to be a Christian, but, buddy, you say some far-out shit, and I, I don't know about you. Well, I, I am. I'm going to be kind of explaining to them the book of Job. Oh Lord, that that'll be a mess. People, I don't know if you need to I don't know if you need to tune in that or not. This old boy's liable to lead you straight to hell. Well, I'll tell you what. On that note, before you end up burying my entire podcast here, I will be back next week. Hopefully we'll get to the book of Job. If not, it'll be soon. And uh thank you guys so much for being with me on this episode. Uh for Beltline Bobby, I'm your old buddy Brando. This has been If These Hills Could Talk.